0: Welcome to Energetically Speaking with Ariel Hardy. In our program today, we'll explore some of the most common issues people go to energy healers for, what these conditions look like energetically, and also how to maintain your energy field yourself. Now, here's your host, Ariel Hardy.
1: Welcome to Energetically Speaking. I'm your host and energy healer, Ariel Hardy. I have a large angel who just moved into my right to help me with this show today. This is my last live show on the Energetically Speaking series. There have been 13 shows. Well, this is the 13th one. If you have missed any of these shows, Voice America is going to replay them all for the next three months. VoiceAmerica.com, 7th wave channel, all the way through December 26th. You can hear them almost every day right now. They're playing them once or twice a day because... As of a week ago, we have forty-three thousand four hundred thirty-three listeners. Woohoo! And downloads, live listeners and downloads. So that was a week ago. So now it's probably up by three or four thousand. So I'm hoping to hit fifty thousand with this show, so that we can make a record at Voice America. Um, If you are freaking out, kicking and screaming, having a temper tantrum, pulling your hair because I am discontinuing the show after today because I'm at the end of my contract, you can go to my um, website, aerialenergyhealer.com. You'll hear that a million times in every commercial. And just type your name and your email onto the homepage and you will be, voila, added to my mailing list. And Um, By September 30th, we should be sending out a shout out through that mailing list saying that the membership website is ready. It'll be called The Healing Room. It's full of podcasts just like this show, but not as long. It'll be short little prayers, visualizations, teachings that you can listen to before bed or before work. So they will be nine minutes to 15 minutes long. So I hope you can join me there in The Healing Room. So today's show is a very exciting topic. Well, it will be by the end of the show. But at the beginning, it's going to be a little somber. And in the middle, it's going to be a little scary. So the show is called Death. Nothing romantic about that title. I just want to make sure everyone knew what exactly it was about. My last and final show here on Voice America. So let me just jump in so I have time to say everything. This is a jam-packed show. We ask the angels to move around us, be with us. We ask that they help us to hear clearly what I have to say today. We ask that they help us from this show prepare for death someday so that it goes smoothly for us. Because so I'm going to be talking a lot about how it doesn't go smoothly. So we ask that the angels take us to the place of the people I described in the last part of the show. Who move smoothly across, easily across, happily across. So that death is like a miracle. All right. I'm going to move some energy. We ask God's presence to be through each one of us in this show as we listen live or a replay so that we are protected. When I go to the middle part where I talk about suicide and murder, we ask that we're protected. That there are angels with us. There's light in us. And that we have no fear. And we walk bravely forward in this life, which ultimately ends in death, which then ultimately ends in life. Okay, so here we go. As an energy healer, I set out to work on human beings. Then I started working on, of course, some animals too. And then, you know, I didn't want to work on spirits when I was training myself to be a healer. I'm self-taught. I would lie in bed at night trying to move ghosts out of my farmhouse. Because every night we'd hear these footsteps walking down the hallway because there was this door at the end of it that led to what used to be a porch, like a balcony, before I moved into the farmhouse. Many years before, it was like 100 years old at that time. And I had a baby and a homeschooled child. I couldn't be up all night moving spirits. So I drew the line. I said, no more. Done. And this woman, this older healer warned me. She said, well, you'll lose your gifts if you say no to this. And I was like. Okay, well then show me, whatever. I'm drawing the line. Sure enough, the spirit guides have found a way for me to use the gifts a different way, not asleep but awake during people's healings. For example, if you come in and my job is to clear you, I'm supposed to connect you to God, to the light, get you grounded, get the energy flowing between heaven and earth, God above you, the ground below you. And get your life moving and feeling happy. And I can't get that unclogged. I can't get you unstuck. I start searching those outer layers around you to figure out what's wrong. So, for example, one time this woman came in and her career side was totally stuck on the right. Her relationship side was stuck on the left, meaning that river of light on the right, the relationship river on the left. You can go listen to all the other shows to hear the details on that. And... I start searching, why is she still depressed and grieving her dead husband? And why is everything stuck? Why is she not meeting anybody? Why is her career stuck? And I found her husband standing there in the rings around her. He should not have been standing there. So it's one thing to be a spirit guide coming and going, and you're right outside the bubble, the energy bubble, and you're assisting. It's another to be gray, depressed, sad, needing, longing, and you're standing in the field, in the energy field of the person. That's not okay. That's a ghost. A lot of people are like, oh, friendly ghost, or I'm going to talk to my dead husband forever as a ghost. Well, he's not happy and you're not happy because it's too low of a vibration. Unless he goes to God and you go straight to God and connect to God and the ground and pray for him and let him go and help him across, then the two of you are going to be stuck in misery. You're going to be stuck in depression, stuck in the grieving. So, of course, I move toward him and say, okay, I'm going to move your husband across. And she gets really upset. I did not come to an energy healer for you to disconnect me from my husband. I wanted you to make me happier. Well, the way to make her happy was to disconnect them temporarily to move him across to the other side so that he could be one with God, advance, clear himself, heal, and then come back as a spirit guide. Took me forever to convince her. And there was no stopping it. Spirit guides move through my hands. I couldn't stop it. It was just happening whether she liked it or not. So the first place, if this ever happens to you, where you come in and you have someone stuck in your field who didn't cross over and you're still clinging to each other, you know, what the first thing I'll do is I'll, I'll go to your dead loved one and I try to explain it to them. And I actually have you explain it to them, too. So I have you explain I promise you'll come back if you just go. You missed it. You did not go to the light. You missed it. You are stuck. You are in a gray place. And so after I explain the whole thing to them, then I begin working and I clear them. So I get the heavy emotions off, the need off. I disconnect them from the living so that they can cleanly move across. They should be in their own bubble, their own energy field. Then I start calling in their spirit guides because their spirit guides gave up. We have free will. So if you don't go with your guides, the spirit guides finally say, okay, we have better things to do. We have a lot of people who really want our help. So if you don't want our help, we're going to leave so they do so then you're on your own so what i do is i have the person on the table pray with me use i use their love their energy of love to help assist to help call in the spirit guides we kind of beg them to please come back and then i talk to the person who's dead and have them kind of begin to trust their guides again i have to sometimes introduce them like these are your guides have you never talked to them in your whole life these are your guides This is who you're supposed to be relying on after death. So please practice during life so that when death comes, you're ready. So then I tie the spirit guides into the dead person so that they don't lose track of the person when they travel across through all the levels and layers into the light. So I have to tie them together with ribbons of light. We're like that now. Our spirit guides are tied to us, especially if you've had an energy healing. I tie them in so we can communicate quickly and easily and so we don't lose track of each other. So then the spirit guides begin working on the dead person's energy field. It's like they put in new mesh and new threads. It's it. it it kind of looks like they're sewing and weaving and the person who's dead sometimes is just standing there looking down, watching this. And if, if they're in a good place, if they really want to move across, it's kind of like getting fitted for your wedding dress. And it's like, it's like you're about to have this miraculous thing happen, this wedding, you're going to become one with God and, and they're getting you ready. And whenever we transition in this lifetime, the spear guides or healers will advance your energy field. They will work on it to get you ready for the transition, for the change. So then what happens if the person's cooperating, that is now dead, the spirit, Well, what the spirit guides do is they start strapping you in, kind of into sort of like a capsule. It, it reminds me of the bank. And you know at the bank, you put your deposit in if you go through the drive through and then you send it up that chute, and it's sort of vacuumed and sucked up through. It's kind of like that. Sometimes it'll just look like a vortex, like you're standing and you're in a vortex, and it starts spinning really quickly, and you're going to shoot up through that thing. (laughs) So you can't fight it. You've that's a great moment to learn to tune within, to to learn about that stillness, that God's presence inside of you. If you practice in life, it's way easier when the body dies, because then you're ready for those moments that are kind of scary. And so if you tune into the stillness inside of you and you just close your eyes and relax and trust your guides, you'll move safely and easily across up through the vortex or the tube of light. So I always travel across with people um, that I'm helping cross over just to make sure they make it safely all the way. A lot of things can go wrong on the way across. So... For that man, for example, I took him to higher planes. You know, I take him higher, higher. I travel along with the spirit guides, with the angels, and make sure he gets up through where where he's supposed to go, so that then he can come and go as he pleases as a spirit guide. Once he gets all the way through the levels, it can be fast. It can take a long time. Sometimes you need a lot. You need a lot of uh, training. You need a lot of lessons. You have to learn a lot of things before you can become a guide if you want to become a guide. So some of the levels that I've seen as an energy healer for the last 20 years are there's this one level that's like pastel colors and it'll look like bright green grass or blue sky or bright flowers or or you're walking along this yellow path and Some levels look like the northern lights, like just a whole mesh of different colors. And some levels are blue, like you're just going to bask in healing light. Or there's this one place that's like a beach scene. And this angel comes and walks beside you along what looks like a beach. And you reflect on your life. You talk about things. It's like the angel put his arm around your shoulder and just walk with you. It can be a male or a female. Sometimes I've seen pure peace and calm like outer space, like you just float in the stillness and bask in the stillness. Stillness. Sometimes I'll see this level that's bright, bright, yellow, white light. And that's where the angels are in that one. <laughs> the way I'm getting to see into these is they're like these portals or these tunnels or vortexes or or these hallways in the universe, and you kind of find your way. So I've explored. You know, I'm Really, I'm just watching dead people explore, and I'm sort of tracking them. It can look like stairs, like they're slowly climbing these long steps or long ladders. Or, and the entrances into the different levels can look circular, like a vortex or a tube. So it happens a lot in my practice, that story I just told you, where I have to help someone across who has died that you guys bring with you when you call in. I can find them in your field. Um, some examples of this, if you might be going through it yourself, are, I remember this woman couldn't meet anybody in her dating life. And I cleared her, and I couldn't find anything wrong, so I started searching her field, and I found that her father was standing there. Her dead father was trying to protect her, but he was accidentally overprotecting her because he wasn't a spirit guide yet. So, of course, I had to clear him and send him across so that then he can come back and do it cleanly and clearly. He can protect her by standing back a little bit, giving her space for her life. When we're a ghost, we still have all those human emotions tied in there. We want to go heal, then come back. If we're not fully healed, we can still come back, but we have to stand back. We're not allowed to interfere. You know, there are many stories in my practice about like young boys or girls whose father died so quickly that the father just couldn't bear to leave them because he wanted to stay and protect them. But what happens is the boy or the girl grows up still feeling this terrible heaviness, this grief, this depression, and they don't know why. They can never release it. Once I release someone like that father figure and help them across, what happens is the person who's living also feels light. they also then begin to just feel this joy. So as soon as I cross the person you love over, you get to feel what they're feeling, this miraculous freedom. There are many times in my practice where I have I have seen scenes of someone just screaming and kicking and fighting and not wanting to move across. And the reason that's happening is because I'm begging the angels and the guides, please take them across, please. And the person on the table is asking because they love them so much. And so what the angels and guides will do is they'll actually act like the police and come in and sort of escort the dead person out. Like they'll take each each elbow and just drag them out as they're kicking and screaming. But if we weren't there praying for them and we weren't there loving them and asking and praying over and over and begging, they actually would just leave them there. That's what free will is all about. So, now I'm going to talk about how many times i run into people who are just so shocked when they die. I mean, they're just not ready. They're just completely devastated that it's happening. So, this woman... Uh, Her best friend called me and said to me, oh, my gosh, my friend is in the hospital. She's had a brain aneurysm. Please help us to help her across um, or help her to stay, whatever's supposed to happen. And I got in there and I found that she was having trouble getting out the top of her head because that's typically where you you would move up and out. And it had such an injury and, and bleeding that I had to take her out our solar plexus instead and up and out. And then as soon as I got her across to safety, to the light, she was in this yellow plane. And I remember being on the earth. I was doing this out in the yard. And I looked up and I saw the yellow grids above me. And that's the plane she was on. She was on the other side of those. She was crawling on her hands and knees on those grids. And she was looking down to earth and she was screaming, no, no, no. And she was reaching for her husband so sometimes we're just not ready one time there was this horse this woman said to me I have to put my horse down I'm sending a man to shoot him today he's so sick he's so injured he's so old will you please make sure he's ready to go across well I couldn't get to them by the time I called the man was walking toward the horse with the gun so I quickly worked on the horse as if I was an an energy healer, an angel, putting on like that wedding dress, you know, like getting the energy field just right to help the horse transition. And then all of a sudden, I just like fell to the ground on my, like I put my face down my, like I just lay face down on the floor and covered my head and I heard the shot. And then I saw the horse like shoot over my head. And so I followed the horse and the horse went to where it was supposed to go, the beautiful green fields and the colors and the bright blue sky. And it, it could have just run and galloped and been free, but instead it just began pacing back and forth, back and forth at what looked like a fence, which was really the layer between us and the horse. And it was looking at its owner like, I'm, I need to get back to you. I need to get back to you. And so what I did is called in an angel And asked that angel to please coax that horse along. And and the angel talked to the horse and talked to the horse and tried to use different lures to get the horse to follow it. And it got it to to go with it and trust it and to go out into the field and away. So, (laughs) as you can see, dying can be this pretty tricky thing. It can be a fast thing as an energy healer and as people who love those who have died we need to pray for them pray that the angels are with them and as a human we need to connect always so that we are ready when the time comes stay tuned after the commercial I'm going to talk about suicide and murder The Voice
0: America 7th Wave Channel Do you sometimes feel stuck blocked or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier brighter and lighter. Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at Arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-Energyhealer.com. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. to energetically speaking, Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to Ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to energetically speaking.
1: Welcome back to Energetically Speaking. So congratulations you're listening to my last live show out of all my 13 episodes of the Energetically Speaking series where I've shared everything I could fit into the shows that I've seen in my 20 years as an energy healer. So thank you, thank you Voice America for replaying my shows for the next three months. So this is September. They're going to play it all the way through the end of December. So thank you so much for replaying them for those who didn't get to hear. If you want to hear new material, prayers, visualizations, small, short teachings, there will be a membership website called The Healing Room. I hope you can join me there. Um, Sign up on my um, website, aerialenergyhealer.com. Sign up on the homepage so that you get that mailing list for The Healing Room. So we ask the angels to come around us, protect us through this part of the show. I'm going to be talking about some pretty scary stuff. We ask that all fear is removed. We ask that none of us go into any kind of fear and trauma. None of us lie awake at night worrying about this section of the show, but that we learn what to do to prevent it. We learn what to do to stay in the light. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to the light. All right. So sometimes people get lost out in the universe. So, I taught you how I clear people beside a human when you call in for your session and they're stuck as a ghost, but sometimes people are lost way, way out there in this cold gray place. And the way I know this is I've tracked them and found them and it's really hard for me to get them out of this level it's really silent there and kind of echoey. It's like a, they're lost in sort of a void and they can't think and they sometimes have been there for years and years and years. It's like it's like they're in a dream and they just can't seem to wake up from the dream and they're not happy. They don't feel any light. So when I find this, what I do is I use your love for them and I use my prayers to call on the angels, the archangels, please help us. And when the spirit guides and angels Uh, Start trying to move the person If we have any trouble And we can't get them out of there Because they're just so stuck Or they don't hear us Or they don't recognize their spirit guides They don't know who they are um, What I do is Then I will go to the big guys I start calling in Whatever archangel will come in And when one comes in They usually look pretty pissed Or annoyed at me For calling them in They're like There's that lady again What does she want now? We already tried So if someone's stuck in that gray level, believe me, the Spirit Guides Angels, they tried. They tried to convince them to go across. They tried to get them to go through the light, through the tunnel of light, to the light. They tried. And that person did not listen. So at this point, everyone gives up on them. And so they stay there. It's your love and our prayers. An energy healer that knows what they're doing, knows how to get them out of there. That is the only way I know of to rescue someone in that level. So when the archangel comes, he waits to see, are we serious this time? And so I don't call that archangel till I've done everything I can to get the person out myself. And basically, when, when the archangel takes them, sometimes they just sort of like... The, an archangels huge and they'll just sort of put them up under their arm and like take off flying with them like even if the person's kicking or screaming like they'll just kind of drag them sometimes they'll stop them, wait a while like they'll look at their wrists like they're looking at a watch like I don't have all day there are tons of people out there asking for my help I don't have all day for this do they want to come or not. So, you know, I would say that the lesson in this is to just make sure you're constantly talking to your spirit guides, your angels, you're constantly connecting with God's light. You can go back to some of those previous shows I've done to learn how to do this, like the first two shows, because you want to make sure that you don't get stuck in one of those levels. Because what if an energy healer doesn't find you? You know, what if you're stuck there and you can't get out? Let's talk about suicide. So... We ask the angels to come in and just protect us all as I go into this. We ask that all fears removed. In the name of God, in the name of the light, let me move some energy. <sighs> 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 so there was this man who came for a healing once, and his sister sent him because he was suicidal. And I did my best. His crown was wide open because he was about to cross through it. And after he left, I went to clean the healing room, and he left white footprints all over my hardwood floor. And as I knelt on the floor and cleaned them, I thought, he's going to die. And sure enough, he got super drunk within about 20 days of the healing. He was an alcoholic. And when he got drunk, in came the demonic presence that would love to take over his hand and would love to make him kill himself. They feed off of that. So let's talk about substance abuse. When you are drinking or you are doing drugs or marijuana, or you might think, oh, I'm fine. I just want to numb out. But what you're doing is you're saying to the universe, something, please take me over. Just take me over right now. I give myself over to this chaos. I give myself over to this low vibration. Just take me over. And it will. What happens over time is all the protective screens around you start deteriorating. So then you don't even have any protection. You can learn about those in other shows. So basically, I tracked this man to see what happened, what happened when he killed himself. And I saw this huge, dark, black presence standing behind him with his hand through the man's hand and pulled the trigger. So when people are killing themselves, they're not really doing it. It's a dark presence that they've accidentally pulled in around them and they're allowing to use their own body to do these things. One time a woman called me hysterically crying saying that her cousin was in a coma. She'd hung herself in a mental hospital. And before she died, she was asking, please, please, I need an energy healer. I need an energy healer. Because I had worked on her twice before, like a year or two before when she was in college. And she knew that she needed cleared. She knew something dark was in her around her. So they left the room in the hospital and she hung herself. So by the time the woman called me, the, the, the girl in her 20s was in a coma. We ask that all fear is cleared. We ask all dark presences are cleared from us as we talk about these things. So I never talk about these things. This is why I waited till the last show. When I do an energy healing like this, I don't even take notes on it. I just walk away. I go outside. I get grounded because you don't want to call this shit in around you. So we ask the archangels to protect us because I need to tell you guys all about this because you need to know. We ask the angels to be with us. So when I tracked her on the phone with her cousin and I searched for her in the universe, I found her. She was zooming at top speed through the universe, flying, not with an angel. Usually you'd be flying along with a beautiful archangel, just saving your ass, saving your life. And instead, it was this demon, this black flying shape. You know what those black fish look like in the water and their fins kind of float in the water and waver back and forth? That's what demonic presences can look like. Only they're larger than life. They're like four times and more the size of a human. And they, they can take you. And they were taking her. And I tried. I tried. I prayed. I called. I could not save her. Let's talk about hell as punishment. Let's talk about like why, like where, why do some people go someplace, some another, like was she being punished if she goes into this dark place? What, what is that? So basically what you're creating here, you're going to create on the other side when it comes to demons, demonic presences, dark energy. So if you have dark energy and you hear. And you go and kill yourself to get away from that heavy vibe. You, wanna, you just want to free yourself. You can't stop the negativity. You can't stop wanting to die. You can't get out of it. You, so you just want to kill your body. It never, ever works. Because that demon has no problem following you to the other side. In fact, sometimes I've seen that demonic presences will follow someone into this lifetime from another lifetime. And it's a huge victory for me when I can detach that entity from them and from their family and from their lineage. So basically, suicide does not kill off the pain at all. In fact, it makes it way, way more real. It's like you're on the other side and everything there's made of light. There's no table and chair. There's nothing tangible. And so you're just sitting there facing this demonic presence constantly all the time. You can't wake up. You can't sober up. You can't make it go away. You have to deal with it. You have to face it. So face it here, face it now. Listen to some of the other shows to learn how to do that. The one on teenagers is a good one. So the reason people can't go from a hell level, like a a terrible demonic level, and I'm just using the word hell because that's what we know, but... But the reason they can't go from that level up into some of the higher levels or, or take that demonic presence with them into some of the higher levels that some people would call heaven is because you can't contaminate it. It's not a judgment. No one's judging the person. No one's judging the person who committed suicide. They're feeling bad for them. But we can't take them into the wings of the angels up into the high levels of light because you can't take the dark into that light. It's a pure, pure level. So you can't get in there. Until you have completely cleared. And you can. It is possible to go from level to level and work your way up on the other side. Even if you didn't start out that way. That girl who I saw flying with that demonic presence. The last time her cousin called in. I saw her sitting with a female guide. Who is teaching her and talking to her and helping her. So she will make it someday. We keep praying. She will make it to the higher levels. I don't know how she got out of the grips of the dark energy. There was one session where I cleared something very dark around the cousin, the living person, and that could have been the moment that she was set free. Sometimes I don't see clearly exactly what's happening. I'm just staying one with God clearing, anything dark. There was this teen boy I talked about in my teenager show, and I promised you guys I would tell you the story about what happened to him after he died. So he's the one, remember, who killed his um mother, and his three siblings. We call on the angels and archangels to protect us all while we talk about this. We are not calling this in. We ask for boundaries around us, space around us. We ask the angels to protect us all as we learn about this. His mother, his grandmother, his aunt, uncle, cousins all came for healing. So the minute he shot them all and then killed himself, shot his mother and his three siblings then killed himself, his family started calling me. So basically what happened is he was a really sweet boy. They were a sweet family, and he had been very depressed. And so, of course, like most teenagers, he was on his technology well past midnight. And he had gotten involved in a satanic website. This was in the police report. But all I knew is there was something very, very dark that had caused him to do this. It wasn't the sweet boy. Something had gotten into him. Teenagers are like a sponge, You can go back to that other show on teenagers to learn all about how to protect your teen, how to clear your teen. They're weak. They're like little kids. They're weak. So it's our job to protect them and surround them with angels. So I tracked everyone quickly and I had to try to find everybody. I found the kids two of them had made it across easily but one of them there was a boy who had tried to escape the shootings and so he was he I think he got shot as he was like climbing out a window in the laundry room or something and so he was lost in that gray area I told you about so I found him and I was able to clear him and then I found the mother and she was leaning over this cliff And what was down in that cliff, she was calling her boy, calling him and calling him. And what was down below is what Christians would call hell. It just looked like this black lava or this black water and sort of like swirling and mist and there was a little red in it. And it felt creepy. It felt dark. And the mom was calling her son and reaching and calling for him, trying to get him out of there. And all of a sudden, out of the black water came this big mound. It was almost like a big black hill. And I, I took it to be some sort of beast or like a monster. When little kids are telling you, I can't fall asleep, there's a monster in my room, please take them seriously. Please go to my show on spiritual parenting. They are not making this up. We ask the angels and archangels to clear us all as we talk about this topic. Thank you. We ask that we are connected to the light as we listen. So the teenager was riding on the top of this like he was a hero, like he was famous. He was being glorified. And he was smiling, kind of gloating. Because he'd been taken over by the darkness and used by the darkness. He had done what the darkness wanted him to do. So there was no helping him. I could not save him. And I checked on him other times in other healings and he was still there. We tried. We tried pulling him out. Every time we check, he was back in there. So I had to take his mother away from that edge. That it's think of it's like a cliff's edge, but it was more like a level. So all these might be symbols. I don't know. The spirit guides show us things and symbols to show us transitions and levels and and the different planes. I had to pull her away. I had to convince her to go with us. Bring her angels and guides in. They took her under their wings, and now she's a spirit guide, coming and going from the family that is living, living. And I've seen her children too as spirit guides too. We ask that we are cleared. We ask the angels to move around us. We ask that all dark energy is moved from us in the name of God, the name of light. We ask the angels to move in and clear us in the name of God, the name of the light. There's a reason I don't talk about this stuff. You don't want to call it in. All right, let's talk about how to die gracefully and easily. So the crown in the top of your head is your exit. Yes, in the other shows you've heard, this vortex at the top of the head that's spinning is how we pull God's light, angelic light into us. If you want to talk to your spirit guides or your spirits, people who've died, you pull them in through the crown, you make it like this waterfall of light, you pull it in, you get the joy from there, the happiness from there. That is your protection, guys. That light coming in the crown, in the top of your head, that is your protection. That is what will save you. That is what will keep you safe. That's what will keep you from having any of the above things I talked about happen to you. Because if you die and you focus, focus, focus on the light, on God's light, you can trust who's around you. Because that light in you will make any darkness move away from you. Nothing can stand in that light that is not of God. So what's supposed to happen is you're connected to God. Your crown chakra is open. If it's closed, the spirit guides will move you out the solar plexus in the front. They'll find a way. If you're just focusing on God's light, you will get there. You will get to the light. You're supposed to, if all goes well, be birthed up through the top of your head. That opening then becomes the tunnel of light. So when people talk about go to the light, that's what they're talking about. It's right in the top of your head, and the way to do this is just to relax. <laughs> Try to let go of any fear. Ask your angels and guides to be with you. Connect to God. Hopefully you've practiced your whole life for this moment because it could happen anytime. Cancel, cancel, and we want to be ready. Don't keep putting it aside. you got to be ready. You don't know when it's coming. That's probably the most important thing on our to-do list. So think of it as laying back in water and the spear guides are going to catch you. They're like midwives. Sometimes I'll see it like we lay back in a canoe that's going to go across water. That's up in the top of the crown vortex. And then the spear guides just move in on each side and the angels move in on each side and they catch us like midwives. And they're just going to kind of help us glide across. Sometimes they'll hold us and have us lay back in the water. Sometimes they start working on us. Like I taught you before about sewing on the sewing the grids and getting you ready to move across. It's like your wedding day. It's like this exciting thing. Well, if your wedding day was a good one. Like moving you across into this magnificent, miraculous place. Like they're helping you advance. I want you to think of death as the ultimate let go. Practice letting go your whole life so that when it comes, you can let go so easily. Practice talking to your angels and guides so when the time comes, you just totally trust them. Practice pouring God's light into you so when it's time for you to float up into God's light, instead of pulling it down through you, you can do that easily. It's like a two-way street there in your crown chakra. You can go up through it. You can come bring the light down through so your spear guides and angels aren't here to keep you from dying. Sometimes they will. But when the moment comes, think of it as a miracle, and they're going to take you into the most magnificent thing you've ever seen, you've ever felt. There's nothing to be afraid of if you are connected to God's light. After the commercial, I'm going to be talking about how some people do this so easily and so beautifully. So stay tuned, and I'll be right back. The
0: voice america seventh wave channel do you sometimes feel stuck blocked or simply not yourself do you want to feel happier brighter and lighter ariel hardy energy healer since 1996 can help by reconnecting you energetically to god to the earth and to your own spirit Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at Arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-Energyhealer.com This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Listening to energetically speaking Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show send an email to Ariel at Arielenergyhealer.com that's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com Now back to energetically speaking
1: Welcome back to my very last show in my 13-week series of Energetically Speaking. It's been a pleasure to share with you everything I have seen for the last 20 years as an energy healer. This has made it all worthwhile to be able to teach you guys all about it and share what I have seen. And thank you to all the people who have listened to every single show. Thank you so much. I hope you join me in the Healing Room, the membership website. So some people do death really well (laughs) and that's what this part of the show is going to be about it's like how are they doing that and let's talk about what that looks like because when people do death well it makes my job so easy I walk out of that healing room feeling so uplifted and so excited there's nothing to be afraid of when you do it the way these people um, did it that I'm going to talk about now so I remember this one woman she was so amazing she was a major leader in the field of nutrition Lots of people knew her Very well known spunky fiery woman Her kids came for healings She came for healings Her grandchildren came And one day they texted and called me When I was in a full day of healings But I got the message And I saw that she was in a coma And could I please help her across So I told the family I hope she holds on Or I, I give this to God I can't get to her So by the end of my day Doing all the other healings I rushed into another healing room so that I could have a fresh, clean space to do this in and called them and she was still living. So, you know, I had one hour. I do one-hour sessions typically and I had one hour to move her across and I just gave it to God and just sat down and just tuned in to see what was happening and they put me on speakerphone and I said, hi, it's Ariel. I'm going to help you across, okay? And she smiled. (laughs) She hadn't moved all day and she smiled. So we knew that she would trust me. She knew she would um, let me help her across. So at first I just tracked to see what she'd been doing all day. And I found her. It was kind of like she'd used this sort of bright colored kite. And I'm sure that's just a symbol. And she used the kite to kind of float up to the top of this canopy. But there was this roof on it like a net. And she couldn't get through the net. And on the other side of the net was her husband who died three years earlier. And they were so excited and reaching for each other. They were so excited. But she couldn't get through So what I did is I (laughs) brought her back to her body because that's not how you go across. You don't just try to go see your loved ones. You have to go to God. That's the simple answer for every single thing in our lives. Just go to God. So once I got her in her body, I began untethering, untying her feet. So we have these roots that you've heard me talk about in other shows, these roots, these kind of threads of light or roots to a tree that are made of light and they connect us to the earth. So I started untying these, detaching her. And her children started saying, oh, my God, she's moving her feet. And she started taking her feet and rubbing them on the ankle of her other foot. like Kind of like if you were trying to scratch your ankle or foot or get some socks off of your feet that were too tight or you wanted to get them off. So then once we got this ready, I spun her crown, opened up the top of her head. And all these angels poured in, like huge angels poured in. That's not the norm. You normally would not have a ginormous army of angels show up at your head when you die. And then she popped out the top of her head and she stood with them and she looked exactly like them. And that is the moment in my practice that I learned what an angel on earth looks like. She was an angel on earth. She looked just like them. They all looked at me. They all turned and whooshed out like this huge wind and everyone flew at once. And I thought, okay, I have now seen that. I don't believe what I hear. I don't read all the books on healing work and stuff. I have to see it to believe it or teach it. And I got to see it when they say, oh, you're an angel on earth. You really are. (laughs) You really are stuffed into this little body. There was this one woman in my practice who wanted to live to 100. So soon after her 100th birthday, she had a heart attack. And her daughter called me to help her. Her daughter, her granddaughter, and her great-grandchildren all had come for healings. (laughs) When you live to be 100, your entire lineage can be coming for healings. And so in her lifetime, she'd just been this wonderful giver. They all adored her. She was just this woman that everyone loved. She used to pull people into her home and take care of them all. The minimum people she would have in her home will be six to eight people that she'd be cooking for and caring for. And uh, She used to be a teacher before that. And she was just this grounded, great personality. And so what I did for her daughter when she died is I tracked through the universe, I kind of searched and searched and I ended up going up and up and up and up looking for her. I ended up climbing this tall, tall, tall yellow ladder. (laughs) I'm sure it's a symbol. And I climbed to the top of it. And when I peeked over the level, it was like the floor was glass, this beautiful, sparkly, uh, clear level with like a glass floor. And I could hear this roaring of people laughing and talking. It's like I had crashed a big party. And I found her standing with what looked like a champagne glass. And there were everyone else was holding a glass too through the party. And she was talking and laughing. And all of a sudden she sensed me and turned and saw my head popped up over the edge of that level. And she turned her back on me. She ignored me. She wanted nothing to do with anybody from the earth. <laughs> She was having the time of her life. So that's exactly where I want to go. Well, maybe not to the party with the champagne, but I definitely want to go to a gathering, a celebration, the sparkly light. Like that's my goal is to copy someone like her. This, This angel turned and looked at me. I've been given this look before by angels, by the way, like I'm in trouble and I'm not supposed to be there. So I quickly started going down, down, down that ladder. It took me forever to get back down that ladder. one time there was a teen girl in my practice and her father suddenly died of a head injury in a ski accident well her healings from then on took on a whole new life because he had crossed over well and he had gone to the light he used to just bring her gifts from the other side not like jewelry but like colors patterns energy systems he would go off and explore all these levels and layers then he'd come back And he'd use my hands and I would be moved by him to put the patterns and the colors into like her head, for example, to give her wisdom and clarity or a layer of blue around her body to help her to feel calm because she was in college and her father had just died. And so he was just bringing her gifts to help her through. So she would come for the healings knowing that her father was probably going to show up. One time he sent a huge angel to stand by her as a bodyguard because he couldn't be there because he needed to keep going. You need to come and go as a spirit guide. You need to go and advance and go higher and learn about your life, learn new things, to explore, and then come back and check on your loved ones. One time he gave me these waves of fuchsia and purple light. And they represented fun and joy and lightness. And he had me weave them into her legs so that she would kind of lighten up in college and not be so serious and have some fun. I had this dog once, and a lot of you remember her, Sonia. She was a black and white husky, and, but she wasn't big like a husky. She was just 40 pounds. She looked like a fox, the size of a fox, the shape of a fox. Her tail was like floofy and the tip of it. Touched the ground as she walked and she was like the mystery dog at the dog park like everyone would comment and say she's the mystery dog she had one blue eye one brown and she would come into the healing room for years and years and she would curl up under the table um, while people had their session she would walk people to the waiting room and she would walk them into the healing room and they people told me after she died that they actually thought she did the healings not me I was a little offended by this <laughs> So, one day she started seizing and we found out she had a very large cancerous brain tumor that we didn't even know about. She'd been running and strong until that moment. So, we had to put her down. So, I called this... A place called By Still Waters here in Denver. And this little woman came. She was kind of like a little shaman in conservative clothing. And she came to my healing room where I had Sonia. And she was going to euthanize her for me. Well, Sonia saw her and then just went and lay down on her side with her feet straight out. And the woman said, That's interesting. That's the death position. That's a position an animal will go into when they want to die. And the carpet that she was on was blue and and her black and white fur on that blue carpet and and the the purple bandage or tourniquet on one leg and then from the hospital and then the red tourniquet on the other leg from the woman who was tying it on her. And then the turquoise harness on her made her just look like royalty with all these gorgeous colors. And she just lay there and never, ever moved again. The needle hadn't even gone into her. She was definitely a spirit guide on earth. So the woman put the first needle in to release pressure and pain in her head from the tumor. And as she put the needle in, I saw Sonia shoot out the top of her head. The whole euthanization process took 30 minutes, but she was already out. Boom. She just left. It was like a yellow dog running, galloping across these yellow grids, this plane, running, running, running. And then I saw her dive down through the grids to the earth to say goodbye to my oldest daughter who was away for Christmas break and did not know she was dying. Then she shot back up onto the yellow level and galloped. And then she went to the next level, which were these gorgeous pastel colors. She just kind of flew into them. And then the next needle went into her to prevent any seizures before she died to make sure that it was a smooth transition, but she was already out of her body. So then, then, then what happened is I, I was trying to figure out how is she still here? How's her heart still beating? So I watched, the, I saw this gray umbilical cord, the skinny, skinny long cord that went from her as a spirit to her body. And I thought, okay, that's how. That's how we stay, even though we're out, we're still connected. So then she moved into this next level, outer space, and it was like black night sky with little stars in it. She was feeling total freedom, not looking back, just rushing and rushing. And then my old dog, Bear, that I used to have swooped in beside her and began galloping beside her as her guide. And then all of their front paws hit this one level that made the pads on their paws turn silver. And then I couldn't see anything more. And then I saw this poof, like a little smoke where the umbilical cord was attached to her body. I think it was right over her heart. Now I can't remember because I never take notes on these things when they're that intense. And it just went poof. And the woman who was putting her down looked at me and said, her heart has stopped. She's gone. So Sonia to this day is a spirit guide for so many people, especially all the little kids in my practice, my daughters and myself. She keeps dark energy away from us. We ask Sonia right now to move around everyone listening to clear them to keep all dark energy away from us from the earlier part of the show. But that, my friends, is how we should die. Running, excited, moving toward the light. We call on the angels, the archangels around us. We ask that we are that open, that it's that easy for us. That there's nothing to be afraid of. That we know we're basking in God's light. We can feel it. We can feel the angels and the archangels with us smiling, smiling at us. We give thanks. Oh my gosh, I have so many angels behind me right now. There are two very large archangels on each side of my shoulders, smiling, smiling. Pleased that I finally did this show. I waited till the very last minute to dump this heaviness onto you guys. <laughs> it's a good thing I was funny in all my other shows. We ask that all of us face death bravely, even if it comes unexpectedly, even if we're not quite ready. We ask that we are able to go with the flow. We ask that we're able to let go. We ask that all fear is removed from us now. We know what to do. We know that the answer to all of this is to just be one with God's light. We know how to do that. Tune into the other shows if you want to listen again. Tune into the Healing Room, the membership website if you want to hear more about how to stay lit up with God's light. I'm going to pour light through us right now. Because the light is our protection, we ask that we are all protected from within. We ask that we feel powerful. We see death as miraculous. We protect our young. We pray for those who have crossed we keep ourselves surrounded by angels spirit guides and god's light thanks be to god thanks be to the light i love you all i'll see you in the healing room this is ariel hardy energetically speaking
0: we hope you've both enjoyed and learned from this edition of energetically speaking Please join your host, Ariel Hardy, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll see you then right here.